0: Always love a good bit of reggae and dub. Somebody who likes reggae, though, and is into art is Andrew Dembina, who I believe is joining us from uh, Lama. Uh, good afternoon, Andrew.
1: Hello there. Correct on two points there. I do love reggae. <laughs> and uh, maybe, uh, I am reporting from Lama this week. How are you doing over there in sunny Kowloon Tong?
0: Very good. The, the sun is really broken out. I, I came in, into work when it was raining a couple of hours ago, and now it's dry. So that's Hong Kong for you.
1: Yeah, that's our summer. That is our summer. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, delving into uh, um, the international and local focus is always a mixed batch of different things. Mm-hmm. Something that I didn't have time to mention in last week's artsing around was uh, something local. The only lo- only local report, but I'll lead with this. Mm-hmm. Um, there was um, just over a week ago. Uh, it was reported that uh, more Arts Development Council members here quit recently Mm -hmm. after uh, China state media attacks. So one report in the uh, Hong Kong Free Press uh, outlet uh, just over a week ago noted that four members of the government-funded Hong Kong Arts Development Council uh, have resigned in recent months Mm. as uh, three yeah, I mean, this was following the fact that three quit earlier this month after being accused by Chinese state-owned newspapers in the city uh, of being troublemakers, in, in inverted commas. So uh, the, uh, the the state-backed local local news outlets, so uh, that's Tarkong Pao and Wei Po, have accused the council itself also of potentially violating the national security law by funding groups seen as Supportive of pro democracy protesters. So, in other words, the spotlight uh, has been on uh, the Arts Development Council, and um, so some uh, some members who were, had been electors decided to uh, tender their resignations. So there was uh, those people where there was actor Indy Lee. He stepped down in the first week of this month, while artist Chris Chan and musician Adrian Chow resigned one day after him. So this was all earlier this month. And uh, Chan, Chris Chan, the musician, was quoted as saying that he feel, feared for his safety in the, uh, in the in the sort of current climate. So the trio had been among the eight so-called reformists who were elected, reformists who were very much finger on the pulse of contemporary art forms, whether it's performance Mm -hmm. or fine art, Um, and uh, they had won by an election that was held in 2016. Meanwhile, um, the government appointed member, Vigo Yao, also tendered his resignation uh, sometime before this month, which uh, Mm -hmm. uh, when he put his, that was in May, when he left at the end of May, Um, and all all four um, told the council they were leaving for personal reasons, and the uh ADC, the Arts Development Council spokesperson, who was interviewed by the Hong Kong Free Press, said that the resignation means that seven elected council members and 16 government-appointed ones remain. And uh, those who are remaining will just take up the tasks of those who have decided it was time for them to go. <laughs> so that was one one bit of local news that I thought I'd uh, lead with there. Interesting. Going over... Yes, it is interesting. Um, because tra- we're supposed tra- to be having
0: an art revolution in Hong Kong, and I believe we've got a Hong Kong Palace Museum, the West Kowloon Cultural District is exploding at the moment, so the art world should be getting getting on in Hong Kong.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, the West Kowloon Cultural um, uh, Museum, I mean, that's been something that's been kind of waiting in the wings for a long time, and there have been a number of different top executives of that, institution which is still yet to open but mm-hmm. yes the palace museum which is directly um connected with the beijing palace museum has succeeded in uh, putting on some shows mm-hmm. but for the more internationally focused uh, west kowloon arts uh, museum that's still yeah fingers crossed that it gets around to opening at some time in the near future it's been mm-hmm. one of those that's taken a very long time um so yeah it'll be, it'll be a good asset to uh, to the hong kong arts environment if and when yeah. it opens in the meantime though well we're talking about assets to the environment do not forget and with this still just under a month to go mm-hmm. I say this every couple of weeks one of the best exhibitions on at the moment in Hong Kong is the Surrealism exhibition in conjunction with the Paris-based Pompidou Centre cool. um, who uh, they put together I'm not going to go into detail because I've mentioned it before this is just a reminder of something I interviewed the curator a few weeks ago uh, which Noreen played out on this program and uh, it's Really some of the biggest names from Dali, uh, Salvador Dali to René Magritte, some of the biggest founders Mm. of the movement who are no longer alive from something that was uh, really bubbling up from the 1930s, but really uh from the from the volumes of history of art books these people some stunning surrealism art it finishes on the uh, on september the 15th so do try and get along there listener if you haven't been there before
0: have you been along how how big is it is it quite a big uh, exhibition
1: um, it, it is. I mean, it takes about, I would say, uh, more than an hour if you really want to have a good look. I mean, there's wow. some massive names in there, including Picasso, who is not always associated with surrealism. But he did do some pretty um, out there images which were etchings printed on paper. Mm-hmm. And there are two Picasso etchings which are which even without the rest of those big names of surrealism are yeah. something that if you're a, fi- a fine art fan you'll want to get along there <laughs> so um, yeah it takes about I mean if you if you really were just wanting to have a breeze through you could do it in half an hour but any mm-hmm. less than that would be a, an injustice because it's just so much to look at including sculpture um, as well as printmaking uh, and some magazines from the original surrealism movement in wow. glass cabinets
0: magazines which well. uh, have
1: cut yeah. yeah, yeah, magazines that had covers designed by all of the biggest names, like Dali, Picasso, who was associated with it, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, just it's just, uh, just an unbelievable, it would be a highlight on the art calendar. So. Wow, I, I um, always love a bit yeah. of
0: Salvador Dali, I've got a soft spot for him, and I didn't know Picasso, Picasso was associated with the surrealism movement, but I guess he did cut off his ear, so <laughs> that's a bit surreal.
1: Oh, hang on, that was Van Gogh, but that was a, that, that, another, another, there's a lot of, there's a lot of surrealist, uh, uh associations. Also, Alberto Giacometti, known for his very elongated walking figures, oh, yes. um, has what? Yeah, he's got one sculpture in there which is not of a walking figure. It's of um, something rather more disturbing, Mm -hmm. which I won't describe. I'll (laughs) let you, Billy, and the listener find out what it is as it awaits for you in the uh, Museum of Art in Chibsachai. Yeah. Um, But moving off uh, our shores to Australia, a bit of good news, really, in the world of uh, art and Mm artefacts. Fourteen artworks, yes, fourteen artworks of disputed provenance um, are to be returned to India. So the National Gallery of Australia in Canberra is returning these 14 works to India because they are feared to have been stolen or looted or exported to Australia in the first place illegally. Wow. And yeah, they include um, they include religious statues. I've I've sent uh, you Billy ahead of this one of the uh, examples of the statues of Hindu gods. Um, These come to an equivalent of Hong Kong in our money. Um, mm-hmm. It's uh, about 17 million Hong Kong dollars, which, uh, which uh, they're, not, they're not all big pieces. There's also paintings. It's, it's, in, the, in the world of, of, uh, of fine arts, it's, it's not even the biggest amount, but it's what they mean culturally, and they've been mm-hmm. taken where they should be housed in temples. Some of them are holy. Other ones are more... Are um, more anthropological. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I've said that. Word. I can't even say that word you said very it, right? well.
0: Anthropological. An-
1: An- <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the one. <laughs> um, and uh, su- such as um, some uh, real sort of uh, tribal costumes that were worn in one painting of a Gujarati family that was uh, that goes back to early last century wow. uh, Gujarati noble family and I've sent you a picture of this is a painting that they would have commissioned not too many families mm-hmm. in India would be in a, in a you know in a noble position to commission portraits um, prior to photography mm-hmm. really taking off and um, so the, these are all going to be handed back to India and it's uh, the gallery in Canberra uh, <laughs> has uh, has said that Both the legal and ethical aspects of of art history are what it wants to address from all places where there is any question over the provenance and where things came from, basically. So So it's really
0: good. (laughs) Back to their original home. Yeah, yeah,
1: that's right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, And uh, the gallery has also uh, has has done this before. They last year during COVID also sent back a, a a larger. Statue of a of a Hindu deity, of Shiva, which mm-hmm. was bought by that gallery for uh, for around 37 million Hong Kong dollars equivalent wow. uh, in 2008. So it's an ongoing project for them, it's good to hear that uh, that things are going back to the places that are thought to be more rightful nice. um, for where things were snapped up. And um, yeah, next to the U.S. Mm-hmm. Um, to have a quick a, qu- a very quick look at the. Uh, recently held Black Arts and Cultural Parade and Black Arts Festival in Hudson, the the town of Hudson in New York State. Uh, It was a big anniversary last weekend, the weekend just gone. It was the 60th, yeah, the 60th annual Hudson Black Arts and Cultural Festival held over the whole weekend. And it was a success, uh, according to one of the organisers, Eleanor Mosley, who has been uh, reported to, uh, to say that this festival's theme, looking back as it was uh, one of those kind of capping the decades, being six decades, to look back on the families that were key to starting the festival. And there were some exhibitions um, of photography by professional and amateur photography mm-hmm. um, uh, f- folk that contributed to ha- a kind of a timeline of all of the festivals that had happened Both the indoor performances, outdoor performances, and the parades that have happened over the last few years. Mm. So there were thousands, there were thousands of people in attendance, over over a thousand anyway. It's a small town, really, but I sent one picture again. There were some kind of uh, themed, different themed clusters of people. As you can see, Billy, in the picture I've sent you, Mm -hmm. the one I've sent Billy, it has some people wearing surgical masks some not, Mm -hmm. so uh, I'm not sure what the laws of that sort of thing are, but it seemed like a good open-air, mostly open-air festival. The stages, Mm -hmm. as well as the parade, were mostly outdoors, and they were playing a mixture of uh, black American traditional music from gospel to jazz. Mm -hmm. Uh, There was even, uh, yeah, even from Africa, from West Africa, there was some drumming and singing performance going on as well. It sounds like if people were maintaining good distance and, you know, fingers crossed for no uh, yep. uh, virus to be, to be spread yeah then um then then you know i think every everywhere needs this kind of uplift in a in a controlled environment when the figures aren't uh, that high
0: so that's a good point you you raise actually because yeah. I've, I've noticed this exhibitions and uh stage performance and and bands returning in hong kong and everything yeah. looks slightly different now we've all got masks we've all got hygiene we've all got temperature checks so i think this is going to be the new normal for the next few years especially in terms of art exhibitions
1: I think it really feels like it, yeah, definitely. I mean, when you go into the Museum of Art that I mentioned, that Surrealism exhibition, mm-hmm. certainly it is all about those sort of checks. You're asked also to put gel on your hands at the point of entry, mm-hmm. at the main entrance. And once again, when you go into the gallery for the Surrealism exhibition, because there are so many galleries in the Museum of Art in Chimsha that they have on, on the entry points, you're told to put on um, the, uh, the gel that's provided there in the automatic sanitizer so you don't have to touch it mm, yourself that's good so yeah so you've got yeah, te- 10 and- minutes
0: left where are we going to move to in the art world
1: okay well so um we've, we've been from here to australia and uh, america and we're now just popping over to the uk <laughs> for um a, a, yeah a mention of um, arguably um the 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 best known british street artist who's known as banksy Mm -hmm. his identity is not widely known as his public markings are not usually on permitted surfaces so he keeps that name Mm -hmm. um and he has confirmed on his instagram page last week that he was behind something that was being posted by people around the east coast and just in from the east coast of England mm-hmm. East Anglia Anglia is the uh, the region mm. uh, of these uh, yeah these kind of wall paintings both stencil and free free painting with brushes that had been appearing that people were questioning is this banksy in our midst he's mm-hmm. got a kind of a something of a uh, uh, you know a folklore legendary status in the UK and uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if you know this Billy but actually some of his murals were taken off walls. Lord knows how that was done. But some of them have appeared uh, in, uh, in auction houses. Wow. Uh, surprise, surprise. <laughs> yeah. It's seen as, seen as something that can be auctioned off. It, it's a weird one. Banksy also uh, has agreed to do works on paper and canvas before, which are sold by galleries. So he started off very much in this mm-hmm. on-the-street way, stenciling doing and also sometimes making almost relief which means that it's not straight on the wall but you've got half sculpture mm-hmm. half two dimensional pieces coming off the wall and yeah and one of the pieces and, and uh, again listener I've sent billy uh, just a few pictures from uh, banks's instagram yep. site uh, showing some of these, the last uh, uh, there are there are a few pieces. I've sent I sent one which has a few kids in a boat. Mm-hmm. There are children with yeah with paper hats and a telescope. Two boys at the front of the boat, and there's a boy at the back filling up a bucket of water from whatever body of water these yep. guys are are meant to be sort of put- putting along in. And what, what 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 Banksy did originally was he mm. made a makeshift sculpture around the shape of the boat the ah. hull of a small wooden boat but um in the five days since that appeared in east anglia the boat has disappeared Aww. i'm wondering if some if some canny local would-be art collector snapped that away or whether it was just taken away by an irate neighbor <laughs> that thought what's this rubbish rubbish doing against the wall <laughs> um who knows but it's uh, but, but however he did put some attention to detail, because behind what was a 3D or, well, a relief, which isn't totally 3D 3D like a sculpture, you can't walk around it, but it mm. would have been jutting out from the shape of the boat uh, against the wall to look like it was the boat in a more three-dimensional form that containing these three boys. Mm-hmm. Um, and behind that, though, he's painted already before putting that uh, those... Uh, scrap metal materials around it uh, a brown wooden boat anyway so (laughs) a lot of attention to detail he obviously had plenty of time when i look at some of the photos of what what banks has been doing Mm -hmm. around this area they are quieter areas there's a picture also of a seagull that looks as if he's about about to snap something out of a uh, a refuse (laughs) skip which you see outside of where so there's a bit of building going on usually there's bits of timber and bits of rubbish sticking out of a yep. of a yellow bright yellow skip, um, because that skip was placed invitingly to Banksy being a graffiti artist against <laughs> a very large white wall an empty canvas if you would in an urban environment but around there even though in the photo. That I'm looking at describing this. There's traffic lights and so on. There's, all, there's like almost well, there's one person looking mm-hmm. into the skip, but there are very few people around. So it's not like um, trying to do some uh, graffiti art, I'd imagine, in broad daylight in a in a more bustling uh, mm-hmm. urban centre. So it's around places like uh, well, Norfolk and Suffolk, really, in the UK. Mm. Uh, and there's an int- there's an interesting. Uh, Uh, another one of of a long outdoor bench Mm -hmm. with an an elderly woman sitting in the middle of this very long wooden bench and above her Mm -hmm. is something that looks like one of those amusement arcade or fairground uh, cranes with some wires that would allow it to move along where you can try and attempt to pick up your prize but those types types of machines seem to be rigged to never pick anything up, Mm -hmm. don't they Billy? I think uh, which, (laughs) which, which, which (laughs) which hopefully for this old... Woman, elderly woman who's sitting underneath. It will be the case that she won't be snapped up and uh, taken away somewhere by this uh, painted crane on a on a white wall behind her. Mm. So that's, I, uh, I always love
0: a good bit of Banksy. Uh, I mean, that I, I saw a video on it of online. It's called the Great mm. British Spraycation, as in spray can spraycation, which is quite clever. Classic right. Banksy to to use a pun. And uh, actually, I, I'm Indeed. very familiar with the area of uh, Suffolk and East East Anglia, and so a few. of Oh, really? friend, yeah, a few of my friends showed me the picture of the the boat in the cross ah. sec- section of the 2D and oh. the 3D. So this is oh, a, right. very very close to my heart, and I, I, I think Banksy even did a exhibition, maybe not officially in Hong Kong a few years ago as well.
1: There That's was, right. Like, Other people, yeah, put it on. They uh, it was it was unofficial. Some people got some prints of his work. Uh. Um, I don't yeah i'm I'm not sure on on how that works, whether he gave it the blessing or not but yes we, we uh, will never know exhibition.
0: because such is the mystery of banksy <laughs> yeah
1: that's it he's not gonna he's not gonna rock up at the start of such an exhibition and uh, give an opening speech, is he really? He <laughs> may have been there watching the goings on we won't we, as you say we'll never know that m- yeah. m-
0: much much like andrew D- D- dembina the man the mystery
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know, possibly. <laughs> Enigmatic. But th- th- thank you for um, the,
0: those, those information about those um, around the world. It's like a, a world tour of art, if you like.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I suppose with travel and other such, uh, such goings on or, or making any personal trips, it's, uh, it is a time to cast our minds further afield. And we might use our imagination a little more colourfully than we do in times where we are getting on planes more often, mm. I think.
0: Actually, you, you just yeah. bring up a good point because I don't know if you listened earlier to um, uh, uh, our previous speaker, uh, Sadia. Yes. She, she's saying that yeah. when she's, go, she's about to go into quarantine and she needs to look for inspiration and things to do. And she was talking about meditation. But of course, art mm. is, is, is another form of that or even exploring art, looking at art, doing art.
1: It absolutely is. I mean, the Royal Academy in London is not the only place that does this, but it's one one place that springs to mind from what you've just said. It mm-hmm. puts out challenges, challenges for people who... Uh, who interact or follow its various social media outlets postings, and it says today's theme is this and that. Wow. Um, do 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 a sketch, do a short sketch, and send in your version. And you get a lot of people sending in their sketches, and they they call it the RA Doodle. You can look it up <laughs> #RA Doodle. I actually join in with that sometimes, and it's um and you can and you see what other people are doing on the same theme. It's a bit like people posting their um. You know their attempts at making bread, another one of these <laughs> things during COVID. Yeah. That's yeah. great.
0: Okay, well, yeah. thank you, Andrew. You'll be back at the same time next week, I believe, with more art Indeed. on Thursday and uh, Tuesday on Tuesday's afternoons, right?
1: That's right. Okay. Indeed. Thank you, Billy.
0: Thanks for that information. Have a great Thursday.
1: You too. Have a good afternoon. Thank you, Billy.
0: Adios. That was Andrew Dembina talking all things art, talking about the Banksy Spraycation tour, movements in the Hong Kong art world, and all kinds of other stuff like the Warren Street Parade, the Arts and Cultural Parade in America. You can find more information about that kind of stuff online. Andrew will be back next. Thursday at the same time with more art news.